going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13. Man, having a beautiful time. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today. Oh, yes, sir. Today we got in store a riveting conversation about restoration, the power of the tongue, and the purpose of consistency. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson, as well across all podcast platforms and YouTube. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Greatly appreciate your support. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, we're about to start up anew and ready to roll. Let's go. No doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, you know how we get into it. Quote card from D Sugar Boo and Company that I got to get your insight and your thoughts on, Oak. Okay. Let's go, Sugar Boo. The first one reads, every year of my life, I grow more convinced that it's wisest and best to fix my attention on the beautiful and the good and dwell as little as possible on the evil and the false. So dwelling on the beautiful and the good and as little as possible on the evil and the false. What's your thought process on it? Um, <clears throat> my initial thought is what is it that that I'm going to breathe life into, including myself, including my surroundings, you know, including um, the environment. Like, I can, I have a choice. I can choose to dwell on those things that are, are negative, those things that are life-draining, or I can choose to dwell on those things that are life-sustaining. So, for me, it's, I'm looking at, in every place with everyone, whether, you know, we set horses or not. How can I breathe life into you? How can I breathe life into myself through my actions and through my words, through my deeds, right? So, um, and then if I, I, I fill up all of those vacuums with positivity, then that literally leaves no room for negativity. It leaves no room for doubt. It leaves no room for anything that is going to be depleting of life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, bro? There's a quote that says, um, your day will go the way the corners of your mouth goes, mm. right? In terms of the words that we use, we speak. And also, man, the quote that says, where your focus goes, your energy flows. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like focusing on the good, focusing, being optimistic about situations, about circumstances, and about our life. You know, I always talk about training optimism, mm -hmm. right? Like not some false, you know, everything is going to be hunky-dory. Not that. But just when a situation happens, constantly reevaluating, reassessing, and figuring out a way to look at a situation and extract the blessing and the benefit in it, right? And not focusing so much on the evil, the false. It's like when you think about fear. Fear ain't even real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah. But it prevents us from so much. It's right? a figment of your imagination. It's a figment of your imagination, but it prevents us from so much in terms of accomplishing, in terms of living life the way that we we seek to live it. And so not focusing on that, man, and being optimistic about life and our goals and our dreams. But I got one for you, man, from Benjamin Elijah Mays, right? The, the man. The man. Hold on. Before we, we, we why we say he the man, though? He the like, man. For me, you know, uh, especially in the position that uh, I find myself in oftentimes, right? Uh, Dr. Mays 
was the mentor and the teacher of mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. who happened to be, you know, who I consider one of the best, one of the greatest uh, Americans ever. Yes, right? sir. That just, you know, that's just my perspective on it, no pressure. So I always look at it like, uh, it's like John the Baptist and Jesus. Yeah. It's like ink and oak. No doubt. I see no you, doubt. Dr. Talk King. Talk to talk, man. Yeah, you talk know. Talk. So I, I study those folks. Like for me, I, I've always had a natural proclivity to um, study and lean towards the John the Baptists mm-hmm. and the, um, Dr. Elijah. Uh, I mean, Benjamin Elijah Mays, you know what I'm saying? Those cats who who were the teachers are the great ones. No doubt. You know, so, you know, just understanding your place, understanding your lane. No, what what, what, what Dr. Mays had to say, man? said, the tragedy of life doesn't lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. It is not a disgrace not to reach the stars. But it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. Not failure, but low aim is sin. <clears throat> Not failure, but low aim is sin. Um, your dream is um, God's wish for the universe mm-hmm. through you. Yeah. Right? So what God wants to happen, it happens through all of us. In, in the sense of the dreams that, that we have, that God instills in us. Yeah, man. Right? So <laughs> the fullness and the greatness of who you are and who you're supposed to be comes through the dream that God instilled in me. No doubt. Right? So your dreams and aspirations are direct. is is really you um, manifesting what, what God, the vision that God has for the universe through you. Mm. So your your goals and your dreams and your aspirations are to reach for the stars, regardless of whether you um, manifest them or not. No doubt, because every dream is not for you. For you, mm. it may be for the collective. It may be for the next man or woman, right? It only supposed to come through you. Through you, just like children. Children are God's dreams. Hmm. They're the manifestation of God's dream that came through you, right? Just like a vision is the manifestation of God's dream that came through you. Yeah. So your your only um, obligation, mm-hmm. if you will, is to make sure to ensure that those dreams are as big and wide as 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 possible in your imagination. Yeah. However limited your imagination may be, it is your job, right, to manifest the fullness of God's dream. Yes, sir. That's why you have to dream big. Yes, sir. That's why you have to reach for the stars. Like, literally, you are the manifestation. Your vision, your the thing that came through you, your 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 dreams, your heart's desire, that is God speaking through you. Yes, sir. The thing I love about that, that quote too, Oak, is it says, not failure, but low aim is sin, mm-hmm. right? And I think the great Les Brown said it. So the problem is not that we aim too high and we miss. The problem is that we aim too low and we nail it, mm-hmm. right? And when we start talking about reaching for the stars, like I heard Jake say this once. He said, um, be careful when you're reaching for the stars that everybody you love don't get burned up by the heat, right? Because oftentimes when we're reaching and we're aspiring to do certain things, you can get so tunnel vision on it 
right, that you start letting people that you love get burned up by the heat. Mm-hmm. And what that, what that means to me is when people get burned up by the heat, it's like they almost become a casualty of the dream, right? Yeah. You go on, you seek, you go for higher heights. It's like this world of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. right? Entrepreneurship is real cute right now. Yeah. It's fancy. Yeah. It's the word to say. Yeah. Everybody in the world, I'm an entrepreneur. It's cute, right? But entrepreneurship has been painted in the world as something pretty easy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about the other side of entrepreneurship. When you're chasing a dream, when you're sacrificing, when you're going for things, and how do you get to a space and place, it says not failure but low aim is sin, right? It's all right to fail and seek of those dream goals and aspirations, but when you be careful that you're reaching for the stars that everybody you love don't get burned up by the heat, that's a totally different animal, mm-hmm. right? When you're reaching for it, how can we look at it, self-assess, and look at it in such a way to where, all right, I got my goals, my dreams, and my aspirations, but what is this going to affect? And am I willing to sacrifice what it's going to affect, right? Because it says it. The problem is not what you go for in life. The problem is not what you want in life. The challenge is what are you willing to give up in order to get it? Mm -hmm. And so those things that we have to give up in reach of the goal, the dream, and the aspiration, are we willing to give that up to accomplish what we seek to accomplish? Oh, man. You don't say it a lot right there. And I think where my mind goes, we must start with this vision, this goal, this aspiration. Mm -hmm. Who does it benefit? Right. If it doesn't benefit the collectiveness of us, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, then the people are going to get burned. Right. Right. If we, if, if, if your goal and aspiration is for the upliftment and the enlightenment and, and the betterment, if you will, of the entirety of us, then everyone will be able to eat. Everyone will be able to win. Right. That is your, your line of demarcation. That is your indicator. Mm-hmm. If, if your goal burns other people, mm. if your desires burns other people, yeah in your attempt to get it, then it's about who? Hmm. You. It's understood. Don't need to be explained. Absolutely. Right? So then there is no goal, there is no vision that is worth this while if it includes the entirety of us, right, that is not going to, um, that's not going to be worth going after. Right. If there's a chance that I'm going for mine and you as a casualty of me going for mine, if you mm. become a casualty, then that goal wasn't worth it. Mm. Yeah, man. That's that true. goal was, was, was I'm uh, uh, pursuing that goal to increase and enhance my ego. Mm. Yeah, man. My own personal understanding, the collective we and the individual me, which one do we hold in highest esteem? Right. Like really, when we get to the rat killing of the matter, brother. Yeah. When we get to the rat killing of the matter, yeah. it is, is it about we or is it about me? Mm-hmm. And That's if I put the me before the we, then yes, we run the, the, the risk of burning those who are going along with us, yeah. who are cheering for us, who's out, who's like hoping and praying for us to make it. Yeah. But if you put the we before the me, mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, everybody be able to sing glory, glory, hallelujah. No doubt. Everybody will be able to go down by the river. No doubt. And sit down and have the mighty good time. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's what I think we miss on yeah. this journey. We're talking about and we're thinking about 
my own dreams and aspirations. Yeah. What about our dreams and aspirations? What about the collective? What about the community? Mm-hmm. Dreams and aspirations. Because if the community makes it, I can't help but to make it. No doubt. Right? That's making it. That's making it. That's, that's making success. It. In its essence, that's making right? it. Yeah. If, um, you know, at the time of this recording, if Georgia wins Friday, if Alabama wins on Friday, mm-hmm. both quarterbacks gets the glory. No doubt. Right? Yeah. But if um, Georgia wins, Alabama, let's say Alabama falters, but the, the, the kid, the young kid throws for 455 yards and six touchdowns. Right. And Alabama loses. Right. Right. He got the glory. He's a, the Heisman Trophy winner. But you're not playing January the 10th. Mm. Yeah. But you got your dreams and aspirations came to the forefront. Yeah. But the collective didn't. No doubt. So now who's there to celebrate? Right. You are the only ones that can celebrate your own personal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fulfillment of your dreams and aspirations. Yeah, man. Got to be tired. But heaven is when we all are able to celebrate it. Yes, sir. That's what we, that's what we got to start with. Yeah. We got to start with the collective we over the individual me. Yes, sir. So here we have it. Oh, the collective we over the individual me. So we coming into a new year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Goals, dreams, aspirations, resolutions, declarations, right? It said the average New Year's resolution lasts somewhere north of, shortly north of 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go into a new year, what's your thought process? How do you approach it? Like, how do you view it? What's your perspective about it? You know, we got a lot of things in the world that people try to stick to, whether it be vision boards, whether it be a word, right? Whether it be the resolution list whether it be the declaration list. But we talking about, like me and you said earlier, we talking about 365 days, right? So whatever you put down, you talking about it lasting for 365 days. Yes. That's a long time, man. It is a long time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, uh, there's a lot in a lot of places where my mind is going. So it's difficult for me right now to try to streamline it. The first place I go to is last year, this time, um, crazy, right? Um, as of today, you know, the recording today, December 29th, right. my aunt's birthday. Right. My, she's the inspiration of our family, the, the fun, loving person of our family, Auntie Nita. And right before I, I left the house to come to the recording, um, she gets, you know, I get the call that she's in a car accident. Mm-hmm. On the way to the ER. Yeah. Cool. So I, my immediate response to the universe was, all right, God, what you saying to me? Right. Let me sit down for a minute and just peace, be still. And, you know, she's she's good. She's going to be good, whatever. And so the thing is, last year, on my birthday, I was in an accident. Wow. Same, you know, both our, our birthdays kind of two days apart, whatever. And it was like, okay, God, what are you saying right now? And after the accident, I said, I'm going to get closer to my family. Hmm. And I said, I'm going to start a group chat. And I put everybody in the group chat. And the thing is. That's funny. Jada started a family group chat last night. That's, that's funny. And, 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 bruh, 
it has been 365, about to be 365 days. Mm-hmm. And that group chat has been chatting for 365 days. Solid. Right? So Solid. first, I would say, whatever your resol- quote-unquote resolution is, make sure it includes everybody else. Because yeah. there were days when, there were a few days that I didn't contribute. I didn't yeah. say anything to the, in the group chat, but the group chat went on. Yeah. See, if you... <laughs> If you make the resolution just about you, guess what? It's going to last about 30 days. <laughs> but when it becomes about the community, yeah. it's going to go on even with or without you. Yeah, no doubt. So let me ask you this. Do they need some about themselves and some about the community? Or because one would say, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate no, because of the world we live in. Uh-huh. One would say, you know, they got it out here. If you're on an airplane and you're going down, put your mask on first, right? Mm -hmm. And so people would say, hey, man, like if you're in a space and place to where you feel as if you can't contribute. Now, I feel a person always has something to contribute. Right. No matter what state, season, time that they may be in. But Mm -hmm. one might say, if you're in a state to where you feel as such, make sure you take care of you. Then when you get to a space and place, then you contribute to the community. So do you have resolutions that's strictly for you, a couple of them? To where it's things that you have to do to get yourself in the space and place. And then you have some that are interconnected to the community that fuels you. That's uh, that's an oxymoron. All right. So what Because would you say? there is nothing that I can do without a community. There's nothing you can do without a community. There's right. nothing any person can do in and of themselves. <laughs> so if you are going to make a an individual declaration, right. right, as we call it. That's if, what that's what they do, though. Oh, you, every year. That's they, what and do. every year you just said it lasts 30 days. <laughs> it lasts 30 days, bro. So how many times you got to beat your head against the wall to understand that if something's going to be sustainable, it includes the community, bro. Right, no doubt, no doubt. And it, because what happens is we 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 fall and 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 get fascinated and get drunk with the wine of the world of being able to or thinking that we can do something by ourselves. If that was the case, they God, say they self-made. Self, you self-made. <laughs> you see how you it just turning over your tickle bot right now. <laughs> you self-made. That's what they say, man. Who today? That's the biggest bunch of bullshit ever been <laughs> been shitted upon. You ain't did nothing by yourself. No doubt. Talk to him, man. Let him know, man. Let you you know. were not created by yourself. Talk to you him. did not come through your mama's birth canal by yourself. Talk to him, man. Yo, you need him if you if nothing else, you need a midwife, a Talk doctor, a nurse, Talk just to, to be him. brought into this world, bro. Talk to him, man. Right. So anything that you start out as though it is you in and of yourself mm-hmm. by yourself. It is not going to be fruitful and, and, and successful. Yeah. It is not. It can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Because even if if we talking about from a Christian standpoint, Adam was created. Adam Adam lasts about how many days? Mm. But really about how many hours? God, I need somebody. I need yeah. a companion. No doubt. Because you in you in and of this world by yourself means nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is nothing of substance that can be accomplished without a community. Yes, sir. Yep. And you have subsets of the community called your family. You got your brothers. You got your cousins, this, that, and the other. All of that. You got some cats that, you know, you you family. No doubt. Right? But more importantly, you community. We met when I was 23 years old. Right. And now we family. No doubt. Right? 
it, it extends beyond blood. So when we talk about family and we talk about community, we're talking about something, a greater life force that is bigger than you. Absolutely. Yep. That is going to carry you when you fall. And then there are times yep. when you're going to have to carry it yep. when it falls. Yep. So all of your declarations, all of your resolutions mm-hmm. in the new year, if it's not tied to somebody else or somebody's else, yeah, you got about 30 days. Yeah, because life going to smack you. It's going to smack you. It's going to be a time when if you say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to work out at 6 o'clock in the morning, yeah. 365 days or, or even 340 days, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to work out at 6 o'clock in the morning. There are going to be days when the night before, Presented some challenges that you didn't know anything about. Yeah. That you said, man, I'm, I'm just going to sleep tomorrow. Yeah. But then I'm going to be calling. Hey, man, you put your feet on the floor yeah. yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Golly, I know I said I was yeah. going to get up. Let me go on and get up and put my feet on the floor. Yeah. So without that that accountability partner, yeah. you wouldn't have gotten it done. Yeah. You, you would have lost the declaration. I just don't stop. Right? Because, like, I, I go at, at things and I just believe, like, Man, I'm going to just be consistent. Now, I might alter my aim, mm-hmm. but I just don't stop, right? You know how when most people get a break and they're like, oh, it's a break. I'm about to chill. I'm going to keep going, yeah. right? So I never have to get to that mind state of, all right, I got to get back going again. Mm-hmm. I got to readjust. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. put it back on mm-hmm. the wall again. No, I'm going to just keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm going to alter it. Certain days, I might adjust it certain days, might pivot certain days, but I'm going to try my best to stay consistent. Yes. Because I believe when I'm consistent, I can build on consistency, not just in my life, but in several areas and aspects of my life that are tied to different people. And so I believe in the power of consistency, not saying that one has to just stay going at whatever it is that they're doing because you might need a break and it's all good. But just speaking to me and my purpose and how I operate, I believe in staying consistent and sometimes just changing my aim and my focus and altering it on certain days when different situations and circumstances pop up. Consistency. It's, it's funny that you said consistency. I was thinking about and listening to my, my mentor talk about consistency this morning. And the beauty of consistency is this. Mm-hmm. It is um, in order to be consistent, one must be mature. Yeah. Because maturity, what we'll do is, consistency is showing up every day, right? Right. But what happens is, you may say, I know that already. I've accomplished that already. I've, you know, I've I've worked out five times already, Mm -hmm. right? So on the sixth day, I ain't got to go because I worked out already, right? Right. But guess what happens on the sixth day? Yeah. That's when God presents the lesson and you missed it. Missed it. Missed. So now you missed your mastery. Mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you were there. You getting it in. You yep. getting the workout in. You getting the workout in. But mm-hmm. the breakthrough is on Saturday morning. Yeah. But you told yourself, I've done it already. I've yep. done it five days. I'm yep. good. Yeah. Nah. Man. Man. You know one of the, one of my favorite moments, man, is in a movie um with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Right? When he had him putting the jacket up, dropping the jacket, yeah, yeah, put the yeah. jacket up. He put it up, dropped the jacket. Karate Kid, Karate, karate Kid. kid. Yeah, and Jaden yeah. like, man, like, what you doing, man? A jacket? A jacket? Yeah. Right? I'm watching it with Ink. Ink, man, why you got him putting the jacket up, right? 
and the significance of the consistency of doing something over and over and over and over and over in a moment that it's a controlled environment. And so it doesn't look to be as if it's something significant because you're doing it and it's not an opponent. You're doing it and you're envisioning it. You're doing it consistent and there's nobody there, right? You're in a controlled environment. Now, when the match happens, muscle memory, you do it without even thinking about it, mm -hmm. right? Because you practiced it in a consistent way in a controlled environment. And so now when it really matters in a situation, in the circumstance, like I say to cats all the time, can we be committed to the process of what we're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what we're doing, right? If the situation and circumstances change, does it change you, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're in a different environment. Now the circumstance and situation is different, right? But it didn't change who he was. It yeah. didn't change what he had practiced, right? Because now this is not what I do. This is who I am, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I did it in a controlled environment when nobody was present and nobody was clapping. See, most people live for the applause. Right. So you die when it's not there. Not die physically. Your drive, your dedication, your commitment, it dies when there's no validation, when there's no clapping, when there's mm -hmm. no cheers. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But when you work when it's none of that, when you get that, it's cool. It sounds good. You're grateful for it. But that's not what makes you show up and work and be who you are every single day. Because you, why you do it? Because you just create a habit. Yes, sir. Everything you do or don't do, you create a habit. Yep. So then, are you cognizant of the habits that you're creating? Mm-hmm. So if you put your feet on the floor at five thirty in the morning, you create a habit. Yeah. If you put your feet on the floor at six thirty every morning, you create a habit. Right. If you put your feet on the floor at eleven thirty in the morning, you create a habit. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that habit? How does that habit contribute to the wellness of your life? Yeah. Right. Yep. So, again, when we're talking about consistency and creating habits, my thing is always put your feet on the floor. Yeah. Right. Put your feet on the floor before the sun come up. Don't let the sun beat you. Yeah. Because what happens is it's in those places before the sun come up where God ready to talk to you. Yeah. Now, if you say, you know what? I, well, God can say it to me at 830. Yeah. Right. But God going to say what you want God to say at 830. Mm -hmm. God gonna say what God wanna say at four thirty. Say that again so they can catch it. God gonna say what you, you want God to say at eight thirty because you haven't pressed outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That is within your comfort. So God gonna give you exactly what you want. Yep. When you press outside your comfort zone and put your feet on the floor at four thirty, then God gonna give you exactly what God wants. Yeah. Now I don't care ten times out of ten or eleven times out of ten. I want what God wants before I want what I want. Better believe it. Better believe it. Right. So then now, as a result, you find yourself kind of downtrodden. You find yourself kind of upset. You kind of find yourself kind of um, figuring out, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Why isn't it working out for me? Why isn't the universe bending my way? Yep. Right? The universe is bending your way. Because your way said get up at 830. Mm. The universe, God said, when you, when you get up at 430, I got something for you. Yeah. When you get up at 830, you saying to the universe, okay, I just want what I want. That's fine. That's fine, bro. That is wonderful. Just don't be mad when you're not getting the fullness mm. of the lesson, not getting the fullness of the manifestation of your greatness. Mm. That's why it, it, every single time, every single time you talk about or listen to Dwayne Wade talked about it, LeBron talked about it when they were talking about Kobe, right? Playing in the Olympics. They going, they gonna get there, get to the gym at six. 
Kobe on already sweated, worked out, already eating breakfast, worked. right? Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Every time Reggie Miller talking about every time he's going, he when they played Boston, he's gonna go to the to the garden and get in some shots. Mm. Bird them ran around the laps and already got the shots in, and he just now getting there. Any and everybody, all athletes will tell you they gonna have all had the same story. All had Greg Anthony was talking about with Pat Ewing. Mm. He's gonna get there. He's gonna get to work. Pat and already put in his work. Yeah, right. Why is that so important? Mm. Why is it so important that they've put in the work before? Not because they could put in the work at three o'clock in the evening. Right. No, you know, go to practice, do your work, do your job, and then they stay afterwards and put in the work. Mm-hmm. Right? That's cool. Right. But why is it so important that they put in the work beforehand? Yeah. There is something spiritual about putting your feet on the floor before the sun comes up, mm-hmm. bro. Getting it in. Getting it in when no one else is because every it doesn't take a commitment. It doesn't take the same level of commitment to do something at four o'clock in the evening as it does to do something at four o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. It doesn't take the same level of sacrifice. Absolutely. So you're not pouring into something to get something out Mm. at four o'clock in the evening as you are when you do it at four thirty in the morning. Put your feet on the floor, man. Yeah, man. Put your feet on the floor. Harder you work, harder it is to surrender. When you sacrifice for something. Yes. Right. When you get up and you dedicate it and you do it at a certain time that you know it matters. Right. When you was talking about Kobe, Pat, you and all them cats. The thing it makes me think about is it says don't get mad and don't expect results that you know you didn't work for. And I feel like that's the world that we live in. You got a lot of people acting as if they're mad, expecting things, entitled to things. But if you break it down, bro, you know, you ain't work for it. Thank you. Thank you. Like you, you know, you listen, you man. know you ain't get up and grind for that. Listen, man, right? You, you got you got kids mad at oh, their parents then for they ain't get them no P, PlayStation five, six, seventeen, whatever them things called, and you ain't you ain't got no grades. Get out of here, man! All year they don't told you to take the trash out. You they got to tell you every every week to take the trash out, and you mad because you ain't get your little game. You ain't wash your face. You ain't wash you your ain't face. Brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? Your room. They got to tell you every week to clean your room. But you mad you ain't get the gift. Mm. Right? That is a the one of the greatest atrocities that mm-hmm. we are teaching young people, man. Yeah. That, you know what? Oh, I'm still getting it for you so you don't be mad at me. I don't care nothing about you being mad. No. Nah. Because this is a contract between me and the universe. The contract between me and the universe is if you do what it is, that you're supposed to do without me having to tell you, that is the key component, mm-hmm. without me having to tell you, right. then you will get everything that's, that is that is rightfully yours. Yeah. So if you don't put your feet on the floor, but you expect the results of it, mm-hmm. you saying to the universe, you saying to God, you saying to the elders, you saying to the ancestors, I'm greater and better than all of that because I deserve it because it's me. Yeah. I deserve this. You just that great. Yeah. You, you just, just that, show up. You show you up. Deserve. Right. <laughs> right. You expect to win the game and you know you leaving the facility at four o'clock every day. You ain't watch no film. No, you ain't work for it. You ain't work for nothing, but you mad because yeah. y'all lost. No, you ain't work for it. You mad because he beat you. Yeah. That that receiver just beat you with that move that if you were watching tape, you know that move's coming yeah. at this time. But because you didn't watch tape and you got beat, now you mad. Mm-hmm. Why? What you yeah. mad for? Yeah. You didn't put in the work for it. Yeah. It does, it does something to you when you work with a certain spirit, right? Like yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I would rather work with a novice, mm-hmm. right, a hungry novice, than a veteran that's lazy. Yeah, and got all the wisdom, knowledge, understanding about what they're doing, 
in the world. Like I was watching a clip and a man was talking to a married couple, had been married 17 years, right? They were saying, man, we lost our fire. It's just not the same, right? And he was asking them questions. And he said, do you feel like you know him? He was asking the lady, do you feel like you know him? Yeah, I know him. We've been married for a long time, 17 years. Got married young. He said, sir, do you feel like you know her? Absolutely. We got married young. He said, that's the problem. You feel like you know him. And so you don't do some of the same things you used to do right. that brought the fight. You feel like you know. That's the problem. Yeah. You so sweet and so nice. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Give me a novice that's hungry. Give me a novice that's like, hey, man, tell me what to do. What you want? How you want to mm -hmm. do it? Mm -hmm. Right? Then mm -hmm. a cat that's seasoned because a lot of times you walk in a room and you say something to a cat and a cat say, we did that already. We tried that already, right? I know that already. Cool, you might do. But is your perspective open? It's like the quote that says, the problem with most coaches is they're not coachable, mm. right? As great as you think you are as a coach, how can you be a great coach and you're not coachable? Some of the greatest coaches in history, most legendary coaches in history, Hall of Fame coaches in history will sit down and say, hey, man, can you teach me how you did that? And you thinking like, huh? You, you the GOAT. Say that, say, say, that, say that again about coaches. Right? Say that again about the coaches. The challenge with most coaches is they're not coachable. And some of the greatest coaches, most legendary coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, what makes them great is they're willing to suppress their egos and sit down and say, hey, man, can you tell me how you did that? Mm -hmm. And most cats look at them and think like, huh? So, so am I out of order if I say, um... The great parents are parentable? No, sir, you're not out of order. Huh? Not out of order at all. The great teachers are teachable? Absolutely. So we're talking about it, a, a, a circle here, right? Mm -hmm. A cycle. Yep. That no matter how great you think you are, right. your greatness is only in directional relationship to how well you are able to be taught. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because so that's you, what makes one great. Exactly. So as a parent, and if I'm not able to hear how I can be a better parent, then I've 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 reached the extent extent of the greatness of my parenthood. You're a dinosaur. Because time is gonna keep going, but You're I stop. Dinosaur, stopped. bro. Yeah. You're a dinosaur. Yeah. You're about to be extinct. You're a dinosaur. Every presentation I've ever went into, I took a notebook with me. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm taking notes as they talking. I could just been and got a standing ovation, right? Talking about a three, four minute standing ovation. If I speak, they clapping. I go in the back. No, ain't come back out. When I go sit down, I'm bringing my pad over there. And I'm watching cats present, and I'm taking notes. Cat walk over like, why you got that? Mm -hmm. You too. You just graded the highest on the evaluation form. Why you got that, right? I went and spoke with Dave Ramsey. I was fortunate enough, years ago, I got on his smart conference tour. Got it. Right? We going everywhere. That boy Dave got crowds. Like, I'm walking out like, man, where all these folk come from, <laughs> man? Right? But at the time, I'm young. Oh, I'm just passionate, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't as skilled as a communicator, as an orator, right? I wasn't as skilled in understanding what produces certain emotions. I wasn't yeah. as skilled in understanding, all right, I'm going to walk in this room and I'm going to pick this set of stories and speak about because I know this audience wants this. I wasn't as skilled in that, right? Now I am, but at the time yeah. I wasn't. 
raw passion. Go into the room. We we on tour. I'm speaking. Boom, boom, boom. So Dave, to his credit, precise, right? Every time we spoke, it was evaluation forms, mm-hmm. right? And I ain't talking one. I'm talking, it might have been 10 of them joints yeah. for everybody, right? I get mine. I'm backstage. One of the cats came like, man, you read all that? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, why? You speaking already. I'm like, because I need to learn. I saw something on the forum that came up in different ways, right? Man, I love the passion. I love how he speaks. But sometimes I can't decipher whether it's passion or whether it's anger. Mm. It came up in different ways, right? I love his I love his presentation. Now I graded the highest on the tour, right? In terms of my yeah. presentation. Mm-hmm. But I see this keep popping up in different ways. I could have saw it and ignored it. And say, you know what? I graded the highest. Man, I ain't tripping. No. I was like, you know what? Let me watch my presentations and cut the volume off and look at my mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Cut the volume off, looked at my mannerisms. I said, I, I could pick up exactly what they putting down. Yeah. And I went to work. And I made the adjustment. And I went to work, right? As a communicator, studying, learning, trying to be the best me that I can be in different areas and spaces. So I think I guess when I when I hear that, that takes me back to you know, 2000, 99, 2000, eighth grade in the classroom. Yeah. It's still the same spirit. Yeah. Which is, you know, we we trying to factor out these polynomials. <laughs> and you're like, man, I can't. <laughs> it is, right? Man. It was never, though, the spirit of, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. It was never the spirit of, what is this for? It was not, you did not in, invalidate the message nor the messenger. What you did was you took it as a challenge that this is something that I got to, this is an, is, an, is an occasion that I got to rise to. Of course. This is the challenge that I got to rise to. I'm not going to dis- diminish the challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to diminish the message. I'm not going dis- to diminish the messenger. Of course. Which is what I think we fall into because, oh, I don't get it. I don't have it. It's a struggle. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Right? So then our ego comes into play and say, then it's not worth it. Mm. It's not worth looking at those cars. It's not worth looking at those reviews. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially, oh, okay, it's anger. Do y'all see, see it as anger? So yep. what? Yep. No, it's not anger. It's, it's passion. Do y'all, you take it or leave it. Yep. No, let me wrap my mind around it. Yep. Let me see this challenge. Absolutely. Let me overcome this challenge. But that's a, that, that is a, a, a spirit or, or a principle that is to be learned, that mm. we can teach. Yeah, That's the whole objective, right? Absolutely. As an individual, you got to see it from the perspective of how can I get better? Mm-hmm. Not not let me diminish the message. Yeah. L- not let me dismiss the messenger. Dismiss the message. How can I get better? Yeah. At every single turn, how can I get better? Yeah. It's um it's extreme extreme power and the ability to want to grow, right? Mm-hmm. I always say mm-hmm. the ability to learn is a gift, even when pain is your teacher. For most of us, when it comes to growth, because that's how I view that's how I view life, right? This is the lens of which I view it through. Everything that happens to me can contribute to my advancement, my growth, and my development if I allow it. Mm-hmm. Even those things that don't benefit me, don't feel good, and don't work out in my favor. 
it can still contribute to my advancement and my development as a man, as a son, as a brother, as a friend, as a leader. If I let it, it determines upon my perspective about how I view the situation, the circumstance, and the things that I encounter. That's why I say perspective drives performance yeah. every day of the week. How we view what we do will always affect and impact how we do what we do. How we do anything is how we, we do, do everything, everything. right? Yes, yes, but sir. for most of us, we change our dedication, our commitment, how we show up, our sacrifice, depending upon situation, circumstance, external factor, and sometimes people, mm -hmm. right? Which I feel is extremely dangerous, right? If I'm dictating how I'm going to show up based upon who I'm dealing with, right? It's like never allowing opportunity to, to control your loyalty, yeah. right? Most people base their loyalty off of opportunity and people, right? It's extremely dangerous to allow external factors to dictate how you show up and how you rock and how you do your thing, mm -hmm. right? I'm showing up in a room of five the same way I'm showing up in a room of 50,000. Same. same exact way. Thought, pressed, thought process the exact same. Lens that I see it through the exact same, right? That's the spirit yeah. that I'm trying to do things with and operate within, right? Did I come out that way? No. That had to be cultivated and it's still being cultivated. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you playing double dutch with your future when you start showing up and basing how you show up off of situation, circumstances, and people. Yes. Yes, you 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 are playing double dutch because you are you are trying to predict the outcome before the outcome happens. Hmm. Which <laughs> again, now you tie it to the outcome of things yeah. as opposed to being invested into the income, the input, yeah. not the output. Mm -hmm. Right? You the same old guy. My uncle preacher used to say all the time, man, I'm the same old guy. Same old. Every day he was I'm the same old same guy. Old and only after I got older, what I, what I understood that to mean, mm -hmm. I'm the same old guy regardless if the sun's shining, if it's raining, if as you said we with five people, we with fifty people, we with fifty thousand people. I'm the same old guy. I'm same just guy. a country as a butter bean and an ear cone. <laughs> I'm the same old guy, right? And not saying that to be like in this stagnant place. Right. I'm saying that to be that is my place of reference. Yeah, right. And so then you build upon your frame of reference with the habits that you do, okay. the habits that you create, yeah. right? So if if we become cognizant at the end of the day, this, this is what I wanted to just kind of end it. If we are very cognizant of the habits that we create, because mm -hmm. understanding that whatever you do is creating a habit, but you're cognizant of the habits you create, then you're only uh, giving yourself an opportunity to manifest the very best of your future. You're giving yourself the opportunity for success. Yeah. You're giving yourself the opportunity to pick up what the universe is putting down. Yes, right? sir. Being cognizant of the habits that you're creating. Put your feet on the floor. Make sure the sun don't beat you up. Those simple things right there give you the opportunity to see the fullness and the greatness of yourself. Yes, sir. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They produce your future. Yes, sir. And so let's get into this rapid fire, man, and take us out of here. First one I got for you, man, is New Year. New Year. Um, uh, as I like to say, the New Year, and when we talk about years and we talk about time, that is man-made. Okay. Right. I love to talk about new season. New season. Because I don't know is the difference for somebody between December thirty first and January the first is a new season. Mm -hmm. Now we know it's a new year because we live by that calendar that we function and everything is you know. Uh, December thirty first is New Year's Eve. January first is a new year. That is the mark of time that man has created. 
But if I'm in the middle of my season, like now I feel like I'm in the middle of my season uh, or not even the middle, I'm in the beginning of my season of spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, having dealt with um, and dealing with this, the, all of these transitions and especially with, you know, COVID and this, that, and other, and we, we're really uh, investing in and, and understanding really what it means to transition from the physical form and, and realm to the spiritual realm. I'm in my season of spirituality. Right. So on December the 31st, you know, and January the 1st, there's no difference. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's a new year, you know, and we're going to do all of our uh, New Year's, as we said, our resolutions and declarations. But for me, I'm trying to walk on God's time, not man's time. So New Year is it's cool, but I'm I'm more invested into a uh, new season. <laughs> and whenever this next level of spirituality manifests within me, then we'll be able to move and then I'll be able to move into the next season. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, the other thought about New Year is, as we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. I think we kind of got New Year backwards. When we set declarations and set resolutions, all right, in the new year, I'm going to go, I'm going to start, I'm going to run hard, I'm going to run fast, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do something different than what I've done before. Nah, new year means rest, mm. sit down, restoration, mm. renew, repair, mm. right? So for that season, then the next season comes, that's when you start to plan again. Yeah. That's when you put it into the ground. That's when you say unto the universe, hey, this is what I'm contributing. I'm going to put some collard greens in the ground. I'm going to put some sweet potatoes in the ground. I'm going to put some turnips in the ground. Put some carrots or whatever you're going to plant into the ground. You do that in the spring, hmm. right? And then you enhance it and manifest it in the summer. Yeah. And then you harvest it in the fall. Gotcha. This is the season that we're in now. And then after you've done all that work, because after you harvest after you really harvest and feed the people, feed the community, it's time to rest. Mm. See, we're in resting stage now. When the new year comes around, that means sit down somewhere. <laughs> rest. Not waste time. Rest. Be still. Peace. Be still. Because if you had done it right, mm-hmm. October, November, December, you that's where your work, that's when you put in the majority of your work. Because mm. you manifesting and you're harvesting yeah. Right. What you planted back in this way back in the spring. Then come the winter this time here. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down, <laughs> get prepared, restore, renew <laughs> so that come spring, you can go back and get it again. Mm. That's why the bears go to sleep and hibernate in, in the wintertime. Yeah. Why? Be, just like the squirrels and all of them, everybody gathering stuff in the fall. You gathering, gathering mm-hmm. in the winter. You sit down. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean you don't work because it yeah. takes a lot of work to rest. Right. It takes a lot of work to be still. No doubt. Right. You still got to aim. You still got a goal. You still got a purpose. Yeah. But it's to be still. You don't, don't, you ain't, it ain't time to move around yet. Mm. When the spring comes, when the weather breaks, it'll let you know. Mm. Now it's time to get your ass up and let's go. <laughs> right now, peace be still. <laughs> peace be still. Yeah. yeah. So that everything, there's a time and a season under the heavens. Yes, yes. Um, time to plant, time to harvest, time to be born, time to die. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with this proverb right here in this rapid fire. Be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. Mm-hmm. Be sure to taste your words before you spit them out. Um, 
the way I view it is, on a personal note, if somebody was saying that to you, using the level of reverse psychology, how would that affect and impact you, right? In terms of if that was said, what you're about to say to another person, pass it through your ear gate, pass it through your mind gate, and see if that was said to you, how would that impact and how would that affect you, right? Tasting your words, right? It's like when they say sweep, sweep in front of your own front door before you go trying to sweep in front of somebody else's. And so processing it, man, and evaluating how it would affect and impact you if you were to say that to somebody else. Because what I've learned is, um, as simple as it sounds, most people don't think before they speak. Mm -hmm. Most people don't. Mm -mm. Most people just talk. And a lot of people love to hear themselves talk. So most people don't take time to think, actually, before they speak. And so it's twofold for me. On the back end of that, I would say, tasting your words before you speak is just thinking before you speak. Um. And 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 tasting them, and, and tasting your words before you spit them, it's um. It goes to every single thing that you say, is either going to breed life or breed death. Absolutely. There's no either Better or in it. Believe it. There's no either or in it. Better believe it. Right. So, your tongue can kill without ever drawing blood. Yes, sir. You can kill a person's spirit. Mm -hmm. You can kill um, a person's desires. Dreams. You can kill oh. a person's dreams, goals, aspirations, right? Because they may just be speaking it and they want your confirmations because that's how highly they think of you. Yeah, right? absolutely. And it may be a dream to them. It may be um, something that they want and desire. And just because they need your word doesn't make the dream any less valuable. Mm. Doesn't make them any less valuable because we have this whole macho thing. Like, I don't care what nobody say. I'm just going to go for mine anyway. Yeah. Right. But there are times when that dream is so far fetched. It is so all the way out there mm -hmm. that you just might need somebody to say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I believe in, I believe in what you're saying. Even yeah. if I can't see it, I believe in what you're saying because you said it. Mm. Right. Those words right there just spoke life into a person. Yes, sir. They just spoke life into that person's dream, into that person's aspiration. Mm. So your words can kill without ever drawing blood. Yes, sir. That's why we got to taste them before we spit them. Yes, sir. My mom used to always say, Ink, sometimes you got to trust God even when you can't trace God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Speaking to the notion of something being all the way out there. So John. far, all the way out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, we um about to wrap it up, man. We greatly appreciate your time, your support, your ear. And again, Happy New Year. Take us out of here, Uh, We're in the season of restoration. And in the season of restoration, let's rest. Let's rest. Let's rest so that we can prepare ourselves to grow and to manifest. To grow and manifest. Peace. <laughs>